Hello and welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to preview Pow Pro Wrestling's and the winner is. We are going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom and other bits and pieces in the news of wrestling. But first, I'm your host, Joseph Lesson. I'm alongside here with the model, the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. I am here. I am uh, ready to discuss the week in uh, the graps. And the marquee of No Cell Entertainment, Mike Boobel. I'm just here smoking crack. There you go. Oh, okay. You know, just don't he, get caught, all right? This might be the last week that we ever have Mike on the show. He his New Year's resolution was to smoke crack nonstop until the Cubs do something in the offseason. <laughs> yep, that's it for me, guys. It's a wrap. <laughs> Jed Hoyers, fuck it up. Maybe by no action, he's taking the ultimate action. We are the only team in baseball to not make a single roster move. <laughs> so awesome. But hey, the Mets just got San Manea, so... I got that going. I did just see that. I did see a video of a guy calling the cops and asked how much, you know, uh, would he be arrested if he was cooking crack? So that was funny to watch. Cooking? <laughs> and it. Um, yeah. Hmm. Did he start the call with suckers got to know? Suckers got to know. <laughs> now I what wish, though. Fruit booty. <laughs> well. Well, suckers got to know if, if you guys are all going to Pow Pro Wrestling and the winner is this upcoming Saturday at World Pies, which if you have not got your tickets yet, get your tickets now at NoSellEntertainment.com or PowProWrestling.com and, and buy your tickets now. I know uh, we I know we are. I know we got a table, so that's going to be fun. Is there going to be a podium and uh, for like the for the awards and they have to come up wearing like tuxes and shit that'd be sweet i want to be shucking and jiving the whole time but next to them yeah to jive soul bro but um get your tickets now so let's talk let's preview this upcoming week for power pro wrestlings and the winner is shall we um we got Skates or Die, Kikio and Eliza True taking on <clears throat> Dub and Dangerous as they're still waiting for the Academy to respond to their challenge from the last show. Skate or Die, my my maybe with the uh, with the exception of my uh, my uh, French mass tag team, the the Frayers, uh, maybe my my favorite new tag team in Pals is Skate or Die. So of course the win. Uh, it's such. A great tag team name. If they don't come out to Avril Lavigne, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. He was a skater boy or something, something, something that was 20 that's fucking right. years ago. And they would say, see you later, boy. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. No, that should be a fun match. I, uh, I don't know. I, you would, I, ex- skater die is going to get the upset. I think because Dub yeah. Dangerous. I think it's Dub Dangerous. Yeah. Yep. Get or die. Get or die. 
Um, we have a, a, a long feud still going on, and it's going to be Drexel taking on Corey's model partner, Charlie Avail. I mean, of course, Avail's going to win. Uh, there could be no violence done to his face, of course. I think that's understood. I mean, is it violent if Drexel hits him in the face with a blowtorch? I would call that violent. I mean, maybe I'm a little crazy here, but I would call that violence. Maybe Drexel gets a hot pizza pan and just smashes him in the face repeatedly. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, the pizza sounds good. <laughs> Where'd you cool. get pizza at World Pie when you just get your tickets for and the winner is? Yeah, that sounds good. And the winner will be Drexel. And the winner and the winner will be uh Charlie Avell. That's right. Beautiful people will win. You can call Wait. Drexel many things. But a, a, a beautiful person is not one of them. Wait, are you saying the beautiful people are going to be here? Uh, maybe. Is my long lost love, Angelina Love, about to show up? That would be awesome. She Angelina smells so good. Of course. Uh, next match we, we uh, have is the Flaming Aces taking on C. What? Oh, now this will be a great match. Uh, Smart people voted it for the match of the year last year. And uh, I expect nothing different here. As far as who wins, I don't know. Too close to call. The real, it's a real pick em. Although the Aces, uh, I don't know. The Aces have a lot of momentum. Uh, they do. C4 is not around a ton right now. I could see Flaming Aces taking this. I would not be surprised. Not at all. And I believe the winner will be uh, Flaming Aces as well. But I, this could be my match tonight. I'm going, I'm going to say it now. This might, well, I this mean, probably, as Corey said, it was a contention for the last of the year last year. So it was a good bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty safe bet. This will be a great match. <laughs> we also have in a gauntlet match, Amira taking on the empire of, uh, I believe it's going to be our boy, King Naja, and Dr. Cleaver, for her to get her see, hands on uh, our boy, Caden. See, I like Amira, but but she's done she done put too much on her plate that she can't finish here. It's, uh, she, you know, it's just too much. You're not going to get through that awesome team, uh, no matter how much uh, fight and determination you have. Uh, this is, this is going to be bad. It's going to be a rough night for Amira. I, man, I don't know. As much as I, I love King Naja, he is our guy. He is No Sun Entertainment's official manager, right? Yes. I, I, I don't know that you can go against Tower of Power. Now, when that matches up against Caden, I, you know, it might be the end of the world, to be honest. It might be the end of World Pies. But, ah, uh, man, this is going to be, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough match. I understand. She should just throw in the towel like she threw it in on for Malcolm. I understand. Uh, hey, that why are you bringing up old shit? I'm just bringing it up, brother. I understand that Dr. Cleaver plans on giving her a tonsillectomy by just shoving his fist down her throat. Well, that seems not very and, nice. And then ripping the tonsils out. But hey, other than that, it'll be a fine match. And the winner is the Empire. 
Oh, of course. Yes. I suspect not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're, no, they're going to win, so it's fine. I mean, what's going to happen is Cleaver's, Cleaver's going to fuck up somehow is what's going to happen. How dare you? That's my personal position. <laughs> Wait, so are you saying Naj is going to fuck up this? Is that what you're saying? That's not, that's nope. not what I'm saying. No, no, no. Neither of them are going to fuck up, and she's yeah. just going to have too much on her plate. I mean, world pies is delicious, so it is a possibility. Fries, and she got them fries. That's never-ending fries. There's too much on her plate. She can't <laughs> handle it. World pies the, is Yep. For the POW Tag Team Championships, we have No Southern Entertainment, number one favorite tag team, the champions, the Midnight Heat, taking oh. on those dirty, cheating Hammer Brothers. Well, so the Hammer Brothers are in this match, so of course the other team is going to win. Uh, besides Midnight Heat, that, they're just fantastic. Uh, one of the best unsigned teams out there. Uh, don't believe me, just ask Dax. And uh, they're going to win. I mean, I Uncle learn. Dax is correct. They are one of the best unsigned tag teams in the world. Uh, but no sort of famous favorite tag team, the Hammer Brothers, will be picking up those belts once again. Uh, I don't know where you get that. Yeah, so. Okay. Favorite tag team thing. I don't know what's going on there, but oh, it's, it's on the internet. It's official. Ah. So, if it's so on not the only internet. are they no favorite tag team. They're about to be crowned Palace favorite tag team. First off, call them that now. Call them a shot. A dark day in Pow history if that happens. <laughs> As Gorilla Monsoon would say, a miscarriage of justice. Then we have. Stop? Then we have for the YouTube championship in a ladder match, Chris Brady, the champion, defending it against Jaden and good brother Levi Shapiro. See, now this intrigues me. This this is going to be fun. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do something I, I normally never do. It's a different type of match. It's a different kind of feel. I think it's Jaden's time. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I uh, if any match might contend <clears throat> with that tag match for being match of the night, this would probably be yep. the one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Good brother Levi is motivated to get that belt back. Let's just say that. And of course, Chris Brady ain't looking to lose it. Ah, uh, man, I can't call this one. I I don't I don't know what's gonna happen here. Uh. Pick it's sort of like uh, kind of in the rubble later on this month. We'll talk about in a few weeks. They all three need to win the match, which is a really awesome place to be for a match. Yeah, this is too close to call. It's a pick 'em. It's much like Don Morocco versus Dino Bravo in WrestleMania 4. Pick 'em. Yes. <laughs> you imagine uh, Dino in a ladder match? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get up there. <laughs> that was that was very Andre, Joe. Thank you. That's all, all I got. French, all French people saw the election show. That's right. We 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 we. Um, yeah, I is a this is a tough pick 'em for this match because all you know what you guys been saying. Yes, they're all needed for the win, but they're all in that good spot. Like in some places, a hurt a loss. You know, this is the spot like a loss doesn't hurt them. You know, what I mean, like. Um, make a pick, coward. That's why you're not in the Hall of Fame. 
Oh man. I uh uh good I'm gonna stick with our good brother. Good brother Levi. Well go. Levi just lost. There it went. Joe, you gonna guarantee yeah. it? You got the Joe Guarantee. Level kit. There. You happy? There he is. I'm guaranteeing it. Put it down. Good brother's gonna win it all, baby. And then for the POW Championship, it's an open challenge as it's Funny Bone versus Open Challenge. Now this 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 is uh, it's a, it's tough to pick when you don't know one of the guys in the match. You know, it's uh, let's see. Uh, well, actually, no, it's not. Funny Bone's going to keep the belt, but um, who could it be? I mean, there's one guy uh, missing from action on the rest of the card. It kind of just sticks out like a sore thumb. Am I smooth? No, it would be a Zicky dies. So, oh. But uh, you never know. What if it's uh, one of, you know, what if uh, what if one of the hammers comes out? What, if one, be, the, what, it, what if one of the frares comes out? It could be uh, Booble's favorite new uh, pal wrestler, uh, Jonas. Could be Jonas. I mean, there's there's options. Hey, I mean, there is. We're still looking for Joe for uh, justice for Jonas. That's all I'm saying. We're still looking for that. So maybe maybe that corrupt Brian Zane can make a, a good call once in a while. Maybe give Jonas a title match. Maybe Brian Zane is is a little hungry for some title action, and he's gonna wrestle Funny Bone. That actually that actually seems more like Brian Zane. That actually that actually seems like it. Like a Does track suit on a pole match. Doesn't Brian Zane have no chance? Did there for that? I'll be here. I don't right. get it. Oh, I don't know either. I was just trying to make a comparison with Vince. Ooh, title shot. Ooh. I don't title that guy. Shot. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, Brian. He, he, he just he's corrupt. Mm. Yeah, he's just corrupt. He just yeah, he's no Vince fan. Ooh. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> no chance. But you could, like maybe bitched off because he was corrupt like that. There you go. Ah, he's more like a bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so he's back and better he than ever. People at the Gold Club in Atlanta. Maybe, maybe not bishop either. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Jack Shane. Tunney. There he is. Jack Tunney. That's it. Brian Zane is the Jack Tunney of Pile Pro Wrestling. If only on we the, saw him as much as we saw Jack Tunney. <laughs> the take. Just ask Bobby. <laughs> But you can get your tickets now for the winner is at powerprowrestling.com or nosellentertainment.com or go to the Eventbrite app and look for Power Pro Wrestling. You don't want to miss out. These are always fantastic shows. They're fun, you know, entertaining. I bring a lot of people who are not wrestling fans and they want to go. If they're available, they want to go. So you don't want to miss out on uh, all these great matches. So it should be fun. You know what, Joe? Wild yes. card, bitches. I'm going to throw something else out to you because uh, there's another event this week and we shouldn't just boo-hoo it. Uh, you know, TNA returns this weekend. Oh, do they? And and right now, I'm going to read the card to Hard to Kill to you guys and we'll do a pick them for that one as well. We should give it some attention. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we should. Oh, 
I just want to bring, but before we move on with the 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 stuff, did you guys see the DOA show? I have it set up to watch. I'm going to watch it probably after this podcast. Yeah, uh, Amira and Drex will do a a hardcore match, and it's, it's pretty br- and it and it's pretty brutal. Prestige, not DOA. Oh, sorry, yeah, Prestige. But yeah, I'm going to watch it after this. Rosalind Seven. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I I don't know that Dr. Cleaver wants that smoke. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you make a good point. She can bring it. There's no doubt about that. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Where's this thing from? Hold on. Uh, From the Palms Casino Resort in Las Vegas. Vegas. That motherfucker's still open? Jesus Christ. Yep. What a shit show of a casino that is. We have TNA Hard to Kill. We have three pre-show matches. Uh, Jesus. Rich Swan will take on Steve Macklin. Uh, wow. That's a, that's, that's a, a no for me, dog. Hey, Steve Macklin, no. He's former. Say, that's a drop for Macklin, but he's just coming back from injury, right? Yeah, and being at AEW to watch his wife debut. Yeah. Who's he married to? Uh, Deanna Peraza. Oh, hell yeah. Well, that'll be good. That's called, that's called by me, amongst other things, last week. <laughs> we'll get uh, to yeah, that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, you had quite the fucking week. Um, <laughs> gave me the wrong lotto numbers, by the way. But <laughs> well, that's, that's on you, buddy. I didn't say, <laughs> hey, I didn't say which lotto. Ah, uh, touche. The one in his mind. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers, of course, the former Kurt Hawkins. To take on Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. A bunch of uh And that's pre show? <laughs> that's pre show. That's a bunch of veterans in a tag match. That should be good. I know. I was yeah. like, that's pre show. But <laughs> okay. I we're just doing survivor series, we're just picking random motherfuckers out of a lineup. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. Uh this absolutely actually this this match actually deserves to be on before the pre show, before people enter the building. Uh no disqualification match for the TNA digital media title. Tommy Dreamer defends against Crazy Steve. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. A, uh, a, they have like a a digital title. Is that what you said? Digital media championship. Hmm. And B, who the fuck is Crazy Steve? Uh, he's a wrestler who's been there forever with uh, the. Uh, Oh, the decay. It's kind of a spooky tag team. He plays like a crazy psychotic clown type thing. Because I only uh, know one crazy Steve, and that's Stevie Richards, baby. Yeah, this ain't him. Uh, mm. Tommy looks terrible, terrible these days. I mean, it's it's almost em- embarrassing. Oh, it is embarrassing. I take that back. But, uh, um, yeah. The digital media title. It's like the 2020s version of the TV title, since everything's digital these days. You know. They show all those matches free on their website and shit like that. And that's still paid too much for Tommy Dreamer match. <laughs> In 2024, fuck yes it is. Yeah, mm. his uh, his photo holding the title for the image of you know current champions is pretty rough. It ain't good. And try to watch him wrestle. Holy fuck, it's bad. Anyway, and like that, he w- he so wasn't good in his prime. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. And now it's sad. <laughs> so we have a to the main show we have a four-way tag team match for the tna world oh, tag. need one more team in there baby 
Uh, no, we don't. Uh, as <laughs> the team of ABC, that's Chris Bay and Ace Austin of the Bullet Club, they will defend the titles against the Rascals, Zachary Wentz and Trey Miguel, grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, fresh off NXT Hell, <laughs> and the makeshift team of Speedball Mountain, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey and Trent Seven. Huh. <laughs> I saw someone post how they they're afraid that that the teenagers is going to give the grizzled young vets the titles just because they're showing they up now. They're the I, best team. I, I'm guessing they will. <laughs> yeah, should now this I, I can't. Hold on, Corey. Hold on, like Joe. Who else would you give the titles to there? I mean, yeah. the Rask good, but they've had Rascal. them already. Yeah. ABC's been champs for a while. I grizzled like, young vets with the belts. The point of bringing that team in is to show that the other company fucked them up in the booking. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The whole point of bringing in a team is to push them. If they job the first night, what the fuck was the point? Now, this match does not deserve to be on pay-per-view and should be on the pre-show. They should have switched this in that tag match we were talking about. As PCO, still kicking around, uh, is taking on Dirty Dango. Oh, God. Why that's on the pay per view? Yeah, like, let let let's swap uh, the tag ta- tag match, or this even the Swan Macklin match. Yeah, either one. Like what? What uh, the fuck? Pay the main show. That's that's terrible. You're not kidding. Enough said about that one. Um, that, oh Jesus! An Ultimate X Knockouts match to determine the number one contender to the Knockouts title. So that's where they have the 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 beams on the post and there's an X above the ring with a, and you have to climb the uh, fucking ropes and get the X to win. Yep. <clears throat> Giselle Shaw taking on NXT UK's Zaya Brookside, Jody Threat, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, and Danny Luna. Uh, I'll be honest with you. That's a terrible match. Did we... Did we not see Zaya Brookside like the first Defy show we went to? Yes. Yeah, it was Defy. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. She's good, but not, you know. But th- that's not a good lineup. Giselle Shaw is mediocre. Jody Threats, whatever. Alicia Edwards is bad. Tasha Steeles <laughs> is good. And Danny Luna is okay. Hmm. Yikes. They have better women. I don't know why that's the anyway. <laughs> is this the first? Is this the first knockout ultimate X match? I think they've had at least one other. Oh, okay. A couple. Yeah. Um. Speaking of knockouts, the knockouts world title match, Trinity, of course, taking on Jordan Grace. Now, with the news that Trinity is headed back to the E, mm-hmm. I feel pretty comfortable thinking that Jordan Grace is going to win this match. <laughs> Seems like a safe bet. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't think anything different. Although, I also kind of want Jordan Grace to leave and go somewhere else because she's better than TNA, but nobody seems to want her, which is weird. Well, she shut her mouth on social media sometimes. That would probably help her. I mean... Uh, been those couple times where it's been like, all right. 
be quiet. Um, yeah, this is a full on that Grace is winning the match ooh, title here, back. I did not know this was the match. This should be interesting, guys. Three way match for the X Division title. Chris Sabin will defend against Kushida and El Hijo del Vikingo. That should be a barn burner. <sighs> Hopefully, it doesn't raise the barn back up either when they burn it. <laughs> It's a no for me, Doug. Yeah, I know. I figured that's not your up your alley. Jesus. But that's, I think, will be up your alley, uh, as you fucking called it. Josh Alexander <laughs> takes <laughs> on Alex Hammerstone. Uh, hell yes, first of all. Hell fucking yes. And uh, I would say Hammerstone should get the win here and hopefully have another, like, a nice year-long dominant run. Uh, yeah, I think in this match, you bring in Hammerstone. That's one of the bigger names you could bring in if you're TNA. Josh Alexander's Teflon at this point. He's your big dog. He's the, you know, he's the guy that is the face of your company. Mm-hmm. He could lose, and it won't. All it does is lead to a rematch. Like <sighs> different scenario, but it's like when KO beat Cena when he first came onto Raw. Like it's perfect example. Like you book it just like that. Uh, and, so I'm very excited about this. And, and is this right currently? Is this a one-off for Hammerstone? He, they're not. He's not signed with them yet. They haven't said anything. Announced yet, it, or? or they haven't announced that he's signed. I would hope he's signed. This is the perfect place for him to go for a year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, you need to get the stink of MLW off you. That thing is dying. Mm-hmm. Um. And you would just get lost in the shuffle either of the other places. This is the place to go for him. So I'd sign. Um, hopefully he does. This would be a good match. It pretty much and like it. it's perfect for him, right? Because like because of their TV taping schedule, he can work a bunch yeah. of indies too. Like it doesn't limit his exposure outside of TNA either. Yeah, they they do like two shows a month, a pay per view, and then some tapings. And then you're pretty much clear the rest of the time to do whatever you want. Uh, speaking of the tapings, before we get to the main event, I'd be remiss if I didn't say the next night they do TV tapings in the same place with a Josh Alexander Will Ospreay rematch. Ooh. So, yeah, and Okada coming in to team with the Motor City Machine Guns against three guys. But none of that's on the pay per view? <laughs> nope, that's the on day the day after. Next night, yeah. I know. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, um, that's probably a New Japan call. Uh, you put you on your TV, but we don't want them on the pay-per-view. I don't know. It's impossible. I don't know what the reeling is, but yeah, that's a little weird to me that they wouldn't be on the pay-per-view. But And then the main event, guys. Um, Alex Shelley will defend the TNA world title against Moose. <laughs> Which, Jesus. Doesn't seem fair to Alex Shelley, but okay. Uh, 2016 called. They want their hype back. Like, <laughs> we're going to bring back TNA in a spectacular fashion. Uh, you're wrestling moves. Fuck, <laughs> dude. Um, I hope Alex Shelley retains the title. We all know <laughs> TNA does TNA things, so you never know. Have you seen the new titles since they're debuting new titles? 
Yeah, I saw. Well, it's one a day. Yeah, one a day. Yeah. But yeah. Today was the division title. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty cool. cool looking belt. Mhm. But that's hard to kill. Uh, not. Not the lineup I was hoping for, but there's some good stuff there. To make is that it Saturday? Uh, hold on. That is going to. I got be it. The 13th. Uh, so it's the same day so, as. So yeah, yeah. Saturday. Damn it. Yep. Saturday and then there's Sunday a, tapings. There's another show on Saturday too. The New Japan's Battle in the Valley. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Let's just let's be fair. That's yeah. Uh, that's got a better uh, lineup too. So let me pull that be up. Fair. We'll do that one too. That's and I just checked again. I don't have the TNA channel, which makes me very sad. No. No access. No. That sucks. So, yes, Battle in the Valley for New Japan is uh, January 13th at the San Jose Civic Center in San Jose, California. That answers our question, by the way. Yeah, uh, it does. I, as to why those guys aren't on the pay-per-view, well, the main event of Battle in the Valley is Okada versus Will Ospreay. Oh, well, there it is. <clears throat> so we'll just start there, and, and then we'll go back. So, yeah, that's the main event of Battle in the Valley. That should be good. Of course, those two, they'll, they'll put on a good match. Uh, any thoughts? No, I, it should be fun. It should be a fun match. Um uh, it's like the best of you know, Osprey. It's just you're like, all right, let's do some uh, fun matches from, for, before I leave. Yep. He's just having fun before he leaves. Um, uh, where the, was, was there other match at Kingdom last year? No, not a Kingdom. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, a couple years ago, they did Kingdom. And then they had a G1 match this past year, I think. Yeah, it's G1, I think. Okay. Uh, opening the cards, a fun little six man is Team Filthy, Tom Lawler and the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. <clears throat> we'll take on the team of Jacob Fatu, Shota Umino, and Fred Rosser, who used to be, um, God damn it, primetime players. What was his name? Darren Young. Darren Young, yeah. Fred Rosser. So. Who's, who's one of the trainers at the New Japan LA dojo now? Uh, that's a weird team with Fox too. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Kind of a weird team thrown together. Well, then we have uh, Team Filthy, baby. Team Filthy. Because we've seen uh, Law, uh, we've seen uh, Nelson and Isaacs in uh, Defy as well. Yep. Uh, we have a Lucha tag match as Mascara Dorada and Volador Jr. take on Rocky Romero and Soberano Jr. I thought Rocky was hurt. Is he not? No, he's not hurt. He's just always the middleman for New Japan. He's maybe one of the, honest to God, he's maybe one of the most powerful men in wrestling right now. He's He's the middleman for New Japan and all of the people they work with. He's the one who's, uh, Helps figure out who's working Forbidden Door. He's the one that brings in people to CMLL and 
AEW and TNA and everywhere else they're fucking working. Yeah. He's the liaison for everybody between that. Who would have thought coming from Rapungi Vice to now being, you know, <laughs> the most powerful man? Well, somebody sat under that jet shirt learning tree. That's what happened. Right. Yep. Right. Ha ha. <clears throat> uh, singles match, the global champion, David Finley, uh, taking on TJP. Uh, so I know we'll get into what happened with him later. The internet was not happy that David Finley won. They, they don't like him. No, he's he hasn't lived up to potential, but I mean, come on, with the three guys in the match, they had to have him. It had to happen. Uh, the other, the other two aren't technically going to be there after. Uh, <laughs> that night. So, uh, too bad. Um, tag team title match: the strong open weight tag titles, Gorillas of Destiny, Hikaleu and El Fantasmo, defend against the Bullet Club War Dogs, Clark Connors and Alex Coglin. Is I'm all for the War Dogs, by the way. Oh I, yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Is it is it turning into NWO at this point? Like, do we have too many offshoots of Bullet Club? You, you would think yes, but all of them still sell shit tons of merchandise. But like, yes, there's, there's, there 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 are a lot of offshoots. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but they're all over uh, still. And in Japan, the Bullet Club War Dogs thing gave it life. That's the younger guys. Uh, oh, here we go. A strong open women's title match. Julia against Trish Adora. I don't see Julia losing it at uh, Trish, but she will be losing it soon, right? Because I think she's going to NXT. Yeah, she looks earmarked for WWE, so she's going to be losing it at some point, uh, I would say. Um... Now, here's an interesting match where I hope Zack Sabre Jr. breaks the arm off the other guy. But uh, TMDK, Zack Sabre Jr. and Bad Dude Tito taking on Matt Riddle and to be announced. Break his arm, please. Break both. Yeah, I'm hoping Zack just tears off his arms and beats him with it. I know in our Discord, uh, certain people hope Matt Riddle changes. I hope Matt Riddle goes the fuck away. I don't give a fuck if he changes. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, sounds about right. Um, so yeah, I hope fuck that dude. Just beat the shit out of him. But uh, speaking uh, of Riddle, did you guys see you, you, Corey? You probably saw the Matt Striker, like no, quote. No. Um, Matt Striker got into. Let me see if I can find it. He. Wait, Corey, you're not plugged into Matt Stryker's Twitter account? <laughs> no, that, and plus he's the announcer for MLW, which I will tell you I don't watch. <laughs> um, where is it? He made a comment about um, Riddle, about how uh, basically Riddle didn't do anything wrong. Oh, well, Stryker would know, you know. Fuck Stryker. Um, let me see. Uh, during dur- during the match, Striker said the following: "How do you let this guy go? This guy could be a star, a uh, star, a mega million dollar star. I don't care what he does. How do you let him go?" Oh, of course. Uh, 
Well, first of all, the UFC disagreed and let him walk when he was young and in his prime. The WWE was like, nah, we're good, bro. Like, I disagree that he could make millions of dollars because those two companies would have capitalized if he could. Yep. Of course, that's factor. I mean, genius and, and savant of our time. Um, so fuck him. Um, the uh, American, the Continental Crown title on the line, Eddie Kingston defends against Bullet Club War Dogs' Gabe Kidd. And so, okay, because I need clarification on this. That is just for the new belt he won, not the other two, correct? No, no, it's the Triple Crown, the Continental Crown. So it's all three. I'm he gets so all three titles. Yeah, those three are defended together. Gabe Kidd ain't winning them, so Kingston will win. <laughs> yeah. That'd be and, wild, right? If Eddie Kingston won that tournament just to give it to some dude for on a New Japan spot show. <laughs> just to give it to fucking Gabe Kidd. Um, so we've already talked to Okada Will Spray. So the other semi-main is the no disqualification match between John Moxley and Shingo Takagi. Uh, yeah, Moxley's uh, what uh, I do love me some Shingo. So Shingo Takagi. He's awesome. Although he famous, I always think of Ricky when I think of him because when they brought him into New Japan, they infamously <laughs> had him as a junior heavyweight. <laughs> Uh, Ricky would just first how that's stretching the limits of junior heavyweight. First of all, Corey, he should be addressed as No Soul Entertainment Hall of Famer Ricky Marticelli. Oh, you know what? That's correct. I, I, my apologies on that one. Or good old JR, one of the two. Up to you know, good old JR. That'll be fine. Hey, yeah, sir, you're doing good. car bits outside the car. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Shingo ain't winning, so uh, we all know Moxley's going to win. So that's the card for that. That's a better card than the TNA one. Um, Matt Riddle notwithstanding. Uh, TNA, do not bring that fucker in. Don't fucking do it. Now he's signed with MLW. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what needs to happen. But then again, Japan's always on a different wavelength than everyone else when it comes to that shit. It's weird. I, mean, if you, I think if you litter in Japan, you get thrown out of the country. But sex pests, eh, yeah, whatever. Uh, maybe they're just count, trying to counteract the fact they're going to lose every marketable star they have in the next two months. Well, that's also that's don't kid yourself. Like I was thinking, like there's they they've norm they've usually like he's been trying to get into New Japan since before he got to WWE, and they always just kind of blew him off. There's a reason. All of a sudden, now they're taking a chance. <laughs> they yeah. need some fucking foreign talent. <laughs> David Finley ain't cutting it, so you know. Although Tana more on that later. Tanahashi kind of put him in his place. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so let's talk. Is about that a, a hold on? Is that right. Japan show a pay per view or just a house show? That's a pay per view in America. Like 1999 or some shit like that. It's not on the uh, the gimmick. No, the no, not live. The uh, the American pay per views aren't live on New Japan World. They uh, show 
all the Japanese ones on the gimmick are live and free, but not okay. the American ones. Interesting. What was it under? Is it? Oh. I was just trying to see what it might be broadcasting off of, like Fight or. It's, yeah, Triller or whatever Fight became. Yeah. Yeah, they're available on that. Oh. Trilla. And I think I think, and I think for that too, I think you just have to. I think you can get that. Like you don't have to. You you have to spend the five or ten dollars a month for Thriller, or what Triller, whatever, and then you get like you can watch. It, I believe. I don't know if you have to spend additional money like you used to, because like that's what like um, GCW did, is they just made the contract of okay, if you spend the five dollars a month for the uh, app, you get the cart the stuff well, for free. New Japan is not GCW. <laughs> well, I know that. You should have to pay. GCW should have to pay me to watch their shows. Facts. Like, when Triller had boxing, like, they had their subscription service, which you still had to pay separately for the pay to be on the same way here. Okay, yeah, probably. Well, this past week was Wrestle Kingdom 18, and uh, one Jeff Mack got to go. So he, right, he will be sending us his uh, experience recap in the upcoming weeks. Allegedly. I look look forward to reading that in June. (laughs) 2026. What comes out first, that recap or Fast X Part 2? Part 2. Yep, easily. Uh, But good, you know, good on Jeff, though, man. He looked so fucking happy. Oh yeah, no, he looks. I, I'm happy for him. I mean, think yeah. about this. He, he always wanted to go to the Tokyo Dome, <laughs> but on top of that, his two favorite wrestlers wrestled each other on that fucking show. That's wild. So I mean, the stars were aligned. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and and, and it's, of course it's a Jeff route to text us the you know send let us know. That, that he was going like minutes before entering the Tokyo Dome instead of like telling us a week in advance or hey I got tickets go you know to Wrestle Kingdom he's like I'm doing something it's like yeah I've, that's a Jeff thing to do oh yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah that's a that's a total Jeff thing but hey good on him yeah that's awesome um and you know what he saw a good show he did yeah um. Uh, Corey, I have some questions. Um, this is gonna be a stupid one for, but is the has the Wrestle Kingdom always been at the Tokyo Dome? Like, is there a reason why it's always at the Tokyo Dome? It's the biggest building. It's the grandest building in Japan, so it's the the big deal to run there. So yeah, it's just always in the in the Tokyo Dome. Okay, and then is there a part two this year or no? Or they go away from that now? Not that I've heard. Uh, usually they've the last couple of years they'll do a part two a couple of weeks later with like pro wrestling Noah against New Japan, but there's been nothing spoken about this year, so I'm guessing they're not doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, shall we talk about the matches? Yes, we shall. All right. Um, I I was to say this. I don't who was who was the other announcer? I know Chris Charlton was one. Walker Stewart. Okay. He is he is Kevin Kelly's replacement. He's like twenty or twenty-one. <clears throat> okay. Like he was good. Um, I would say um he 
Booble might might get this one. He sounded a lot a lot like um former Oregon athlete Jordan Kent. That's so he's really could... fucking bad at his job. <clears throat> no, he was good. He just well, sounded not like Jordan him. Kent because Jordan Kent is fucking ass. Well, no, I'm just saying his voice. I'm not saying he's got that deep radio voice. Yeah, and he's like 21. It's it's fucking it's annoying how it's like yeah. damn. I wish I <laughs> like that. Wait. Is he the voice of a generation? <laughs> um, yeah, the new generation since Jeff is old now. So got him uh, for over so fifty the, years. <laughs> damn near. <laughs> so for the first match in the uh, is the Rambo uh, to determine who will challenge for the provisional KOPW twenty twenty four championship at New Year's Dash, and the final four of this would go into the New Year's Dash and do a 10-minute match. And the final four was the Great Okan, uh, Ishimori, Toru Yano, and Yo. Toru! Gotta put Yano in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is always stupid fun. It's on the pre-show, uh, so it's not even on the main card. It's a Royal Rumble. Uh, there's always a couple of surprises. Uh, nothing big. Just, you know, yeah. people from the, from the past. And uh, it's always stupid fun. Uh, the crowd enjoys it, and yeah, I, just, I like Yo hanging on the top rope, like laying on the top rope, like unconscious for like five minutes. That was fun. After the nut shot. After the nut shot. Yep. Um, lived on the fucking top rope. <laughs> um, the there was a big pop. I'm trying to see if I, the um, during the old the old the like retired. Uh, wrestler Iska. came back. Takashi Iska. Yeah, he um, came back. He was a fucking maniac, right? He was part of Suzuki Goon. Yep, but he was like that, their dog. Yeah, but before that, he was Toriyano's like teammate, right? So Yano had come out, and he wouldn't get in the ring because all the guys wanted to kick his ass. And then Iska came out next, and he thought he was all happy. Then he went to go greet him, and the guy just started biting him and beating the shit out of him. And threw him in. Yano's always good for comedy stuff. Yeah, it was a fun match, you know. Um, for, so the first match on the card uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, Catch Two Two, TJP and Francesco Akira defeat the Bullet Club War Dogs of Drilla Maloney and Clark Connors. But you mean the Oswan and Francesco Akira? Yeah, as TJP debuted his fiend like character because he oh, was God. put in a casket like a month ago or a couple months ago and this is him returning from the grave the bullet club put him in a casket in december and he came out as a i guess <clears throat> since he's filipino this is an actual filipino like tale of the oswan like a fucking character that haunts people and all that and he just he had a mask on and i'm pretty sure it's a one-off but it did fit the story, but that's what he yeah. was looking for. Um, but I, I didn't mind it as much as the fiend because he actually wrestled and felt pain and uh, he wasn't just no selling everything and yeah. <laughs> no job. Yeah, no job. Um, it was an okay match. Yeah, it was, yeah fine. it was okay. There was a lot of there was some moments of stop and stare <laughs> moments. Um, 
all in all, it was fine. I will say one thing I did like about Wrestle Kingdom is the lighting of the ring. Yes. That is always so cool to see. The lighting of the ring, and I really liked the entrance uh, this year. The whole setup. I thought it was a really cool looking... And the way they would use the unique video wall for each individual mm-hmm. to out was really kind of cool looking. Yeah. Um, stage was cool. Yeah, like the lighting was awesome. Again, it like... I, I, I'll just say this now. Watching Wrestle Kingdom, it's just like, huh, maybe I should get back into trying to watch some New Japan here and there more often than I should. Um, well, you have every opportunity this year now. Yeah. Joe. Um, yes. Joe, did you watch it live? Or Corey, did you watch it live? I watched it live, yes. I watched it... No, I, I didn't watch it live. I was going, I was going to try to maybe... Uh, do a call out, but I got job uh, jobs put on me, so I had to go in. But it's I watched like I it's weird. I was watching it on I watched it on the app, and it's they do the matches by episodes. Yeah, they break it up, which is actually live. That's not how it is. Live, yeah, yeah of course. But yeah, for replay, they break it down by match. Which is easy, which makes it easy to skip the stuff that, like, let's say you're warned, hey, this match sucks. You didn't miss it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, the, what, how long was that? Like, if, the, to me, the pay-per-view felt, you know, uh, well, it was a lot shorter because you were able to, like, fast-forward through each entrance. Like, Great Khan's Rambo entrance was, like, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. He, he, he definitely, that character milks the entrance. That's like the Undertaker. <laughs> but uh, you can just, you can skip old Ocon there. Yeah, but I don't know. I like the lighting. I like the the stage was awesome. Um, our next match was for the N uh, N New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship as President Tanahashi defeats ZSJ. Call Joe, last week. Joe, how awesome is Zack Saber Jr.'s music and entrance thing? Like, it is. It was pretty awesome. I love TMDK, dude. They. they that team is basically like the fucking college jocks who don't give a shit. They're yep. just crazy and wacky and do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, uh, yeah. I was a little surprised, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, so Tanahashi gives himself the TV title, but yet he's second on the card with a with the lowest rung title you can have. So I don't have a problem with it. It's not like he's pushing himself to the world title here. People, people, joke, uh, people online. I was just, I laughed. It's like, oh, he's president, but now he has two titles because he has the. He has the two least important titles in the company. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, of course he's putting himself all the titles on him now. Of course he is. Hey, again, he's just starting a new cleaner gimmick. You're right. I'll start at the bottom, but you'll see where I end up. Don't worry, he'll be for the uh, KW KOPW t- championship later. So he'll have all three. That'll be the next one he gives himself. Yeah. It was a nice little match. I mean, yeah. it was. Zach, I get a feeling they did this because I get a feeling Zach Saber Jr. is being groomed for a much bigger role this year. He he may be filling in for some one Osprey. Yep, I get the feeling he's going to be in that big uh, title picture this year. Are the lights too bright? No, no. Not for, plus, he's committed. He lives in Japan. He speaks Japanese. He's he told them he's not going anywhere. <clears throat> so they they can push him. 
He also did challenge Danielson for another match, so we'll see where that where that lands and uh, who who gets it this time. And he also said during this before this match that if he beats the president, he gets to be prime minister of Japan. <laughs> and sadly, sadly. Our next match is just a singles match. Is it's Yuya Yuromura defeating Yota Suji? I dig both of these guys. These guys, Joe, are going to be part of the future. Yep. Uh, they're going to have... Yoda Suji has a lot of charisma. He's big. Uh, Yu is a, um he's not small by any means, but fucking standing next to Suji, he's a fucking tiny guy. Because Yuromura um, was did his excursion in TNA, and he was just the feast and fire, uh, feast and fire briefcase loser. Yeah. Fired and had to leave, yeah. And they said, didn't they say Suji came from back from excursion too? Yeah, like last June. So both of these Where guys. Where did he go? Less than oh, he spent time in England and then uh, on his own went to Mexico. Oh, uh, so okay. Like, so yeah, he came back about June of last year. These guys are going to be main event dudes in a couple years. Um, that's why I'm not terribly worried about the lack of big names at the moment. Like if Okada were to leave, they've got plenty in the pipeline that just give them a couple of years. They're going to be big names. Yeah. I think, I think, I think Suji hit a giant spear. Yes. He, he in the a match. Big... I was like, Jesus Christ. You're... The producer, the producer watched with me and she's like, is Suji's gimmick him smiling a lot? I'm like, I'm like, no, he has a mouthpiece in. She goes, Oh, okay. Okay. That makes more sense now then. <laughs> He's uh yeah he's got a lot of charisma. The Yurimura doesn't have as much overt charisma, but he's a good worker. He's a, you can see a lot of Ricky Steamboat in Yurimura. You can tell he's a big fan. He's got a bitch of a wife. Probably. Uh, <laughs> the story and the story was even as young guys, Yurimura could never beat Suji, but he finally got the win here. And then <laughs> our. Next match was is this a tag team match of the house? Hold on, to- hold on, oh. Joe. Corey, did you rate any of these matches? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, the junior tag match, two and three quarters. Uh, the world TV title match, three and a quarter, and this match was three and a half. Building up, building up. Um, and then our next match uh, is the House of Torture of Evil and Ren Narita defeating Shota Umino and Kaito Kijomiya. Kiyomiya. Yeah, good old New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Noah Ace Kido Kiyomiya in the fourth match tag match on Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I wonder how <laughs> Noah's feeling about all these. Lore. <laughs> As you said last week, he just needs to jump ship. Yeah. Get it over with. How long are you just visiting before you're part of the fucking roster? And especially when you look on, no, I know it isn't, but wait till they just log in, log into their website and he's on the roster. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. This is how Noah finds out he's no longer coming back. But uh, I get your, I, I get your house of torture just cause chaos. That was oh, fun yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah. They're just scummy as shit. There's just, there's no sense of fair play. There's no, hell, there's no sense of even trying to be fair to begin the match. Um, Within 30 seconds, there's usually outside interference or some kind of dirty fucking nefarious something. The bell rang. They attacked the ref. Yeah. They just jumped him. Yeah. The horse of torture don't give a shit. 
the story here is Rin Narita is another one of the young guys that came back last year, along with Shota Umino, who was famously Moxley's young boy. <clears throat> and uh, they were friends throughout the years, and then Narita turned on him because he was jealous and joined House of Torture. So now the feud is really those two. Plus the fact that House of Torture had made it their personal goal just to beat the shit out of Keito Kiyomiya whenever he's on site. <laughs> um, so that was the, the point of the match. Um, yeah, Evil and Renner to get the win through nefarious means because Evil is always perennially pushed in somewhat. And um, the, the main feud will continue and Evil will continue to do evil things. Uh, Dick Togo will have that garot wire. Choking refs and announcers, and whatever the fuck he feels like. I gave this this went a step back because with House of Torture you're not going to get classic work rate, so this yeah. was two and three quarters. Yeah, I, this to me this match was okay. I still think it was a little bit better than the um, junior heavyweight title match, um, but it was fun. Uh, next match for the never openweight championship: Tamatanga defeats Shingo. What's with all this hatred on Shingo losing shit and all that? Um, now this this was a good like what they call this is like the mean guy title. Big beefy dudes just pounding the shit out of each other and trade the belt back and forth. Um, but this this was different to me, Joe. I, I, I explain this. Tomatonga wins the title. Yep, it's a good back and forth match. I gave it three and a half. I thought it was really uh, a nice tight match. But Tomatonga wins the title and then goes back and later in the press conference into the night announces he's leaving new Japan at the end of the month uh, to spend more time with his family and kids. He's going to try to find work closer to of course America. And he didn't make this decision until after the match. I'm like, so you win the fucking title. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm out of here. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't God. get that unless it's just them getting rid of the never open weight title. <laughs> you know what I mean, like just <laughs> their way, like we can get rid of a, a title, but, well, they have enough of them. Bold move, Con. Yeah, they've got enough of them. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's like one of the criticisms I hear a lot about is they just have so many titles. Yeah, no, well, it's an industry-wide problem right now. Look at AEW and WWE, too. Like, fucking, there's just yeah. titles everywhere. Um, look, maybe he's... You know, it's, it's WWE lies about ethnicity all along. Maybe he's going to be go from being a Tongan to a Samoan, join the bloodline shit. Uh, if he goes there, who knows? Either way, I thought it was weird that he wins and then immediately says he's leaving. So, okay. Bring in Fox too, you cowards. Right. Oh, they're afraid of that. They're afraid of that one. They're going to get a real head to the table. <laughs> Uh, then are we get a winner takes all tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships and the Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships as the Gorillas of Destiny of El Fantasma and Hikuleo defeat Bishamon, Bishamon uh, Goto, and Yoshihashi. Uh, it was an okay tag match. Uh, it was better than the finals, <clears throat> the finals of the tag league where they wrestled for like forty five minutes. Yeah, they wrestled uh, <laughs> nine minutes here. Nobody needs Hikaleo and Yoshihashi going 45 minutes. This was okay. I gave it three and a quarter. It was, it was a nice little tag match. I was kind of surprised. 
thrills of Destiny won the the main belts. But then again, time for something new. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was okay. Uh, you know, seeing, uh, these four guys going for so how long they've been with new Japan and just, Oh, Phantasmo and Hikuleo baby being the new gorillas of destiny. You know, it's just like, hmm. what happened to Loa? Uh, he came back late last year for a couple matches then disappeared again. He had a long injury. Maybe he was, maybe he was injured. Uh, okay. I don't really Maybe he's going back to NXT and Mexican again. Yeah, it's 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 that weird thing of saying that you know Gorillas of Destiny and it's not. It's not those two. Yeah, it's not those two, and it's like it's the new Gorillas of Destiny, and and it's that wrestling trope of the new ones are not really. (laughs) The it's the younger brother and his white friend, and it's like that's weird. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our next match was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship as it was El Desperado, Despi, defeating Hirami Takahashi. Time bomb. Uh, I thought this was a real good match. I gave it three and three quarter. Um, I like Despi, though. And it was time. Time bomb had his one-year title reign. Um, it was time for someone to win, and Despi is a good choice for now. Hopefully he gets a nice little run. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's that crazy thing of, you know, for me watching New Japan here and there, and then now seeing Los Angobanablas de, de Japan, all, you know, not just being typed, you know, in that function of that cast, it's just, okay, now Despi, um, Sonata, you know, they're all, you know, trying to get them up in the ranks. Yep. Yep. Evil. <clears throat> yeah, evil. Yep. The, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. You know, it's like uh, fast pace. You know, and I think you said you said it last week too with Despi. Like this, he should win it and see. You know, give him a run with it and see what he can do with it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then we we've already talked about the winner, but it was David Friendly defeating Will Ospreay and John Moxley for the inaugural IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> yeah, they, this, the, what they did was they kind of merged the U.S. title they had with the old Intercontinental title lineage, and now it's just called mm-hmm. the Global title. They kind of got rid of two into one. That white IC <laughs> title belt was so beautiful. What do you think of this new Global belt? It's kind of the same. It's not exactly, but... Yeah, it's a white strap down. Um, kind of a simple need... plate. Yeah. But it's it's okay. It's not it's it's not as good as the Intercontinental ones, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, thought, uh, I like I like the first five minutes where they kind of yep, make a yep. truce and beat the shit out of Finley. Yeah, and then try to win between each other because they're both like Finley doesn't deserve to be here. Let's just beat the fuck out of him, and then we'll fight each other. Oh, I thought it was there was the awesome spot where the War Dogs come out and the Moxley and Osprey team up, beat them up, lay them on a table, and Osprey swantons. I want to say. One. Yeah, and he gets the table breaks, but it just falls in the middle. So he's just sitting on the table, like in the table. He became the table. He is the table. I am the table. Uh, this was an okay match. I I yep. wasn't going in thinking a lot because of Finley being involved, but it actually ended up being far better than I thought it would be. Um, I actually ended up going a flat four. I liked it. 
I thought it was good. I like the ending, and of course, we didn't talk about before the tag title. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Mr. Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler, and his brother come out to ringside and sit at the uh, sit in the barricade and are watching as we go along. Which shocked me. I was not expecting Dolph Ziggler to choose New Japan on my uh, <laughs> bingo. My, where's he going? Kind of lottery thing. But hey, okay. Well, it's that funny thing of everybody's like, hey, look, it's Ziggler or Nick, you know, Nick. And then there's Ryan. Yeah, and then Ryan. Because I saw something how they might be going, like they might try to be pushing maybe them two down the line for to go after the titles, tag titles and stuff. But now it looks like they zigged and they went and zagged to uh, uh, the global championship for uh, Mr. Nemeth. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins that from Finley straight off. I don't think oh, yeah. Finley. I mean, Finley only got the belt because they kind of had to have somebody in there to win that fucking belt. Uh, could be the guys leaving. So I get the feeling. Uh, I would not be surprised if old Dolphy wins that title straight up. Yeah, doesn't wouldn't surprise me. And again, I'm with you that my bingo card did not have uh, Ziggler going to New Japan. No, I figured AEW since his brother was there. I was like, all right. Yeah. As one of the podcasts I listened to, he's like. If you already have the worst uh, Nimeth, why the fuck wouldn't you want to sign the better one? And then what probably should have been the main event just because of, you know, the talent, but it's the Hogan rock moment here. Uh, Okada defeating Brian Danielson. This was a fantastic match. Um, what'd you think? It was great. It was, I love the fact that Danielson's determination was, I'm going to break his arm. Yep. He ain't doing the Rainmaker for the broken arm. Yep. This was, it was a great match. Uh, what'd you think of Okada's entrance? That was awesome. His uh, jacket going from plain white to different colors. Yep. That was cool. I was like, holy fuck, that was fucking cool. Uh, I gave this four to three quarters. This was a fucking great match. Um, it's a different. It's different from the uh, Forbidden Kingdom, Forbidden Door. Yes. Yeah, much, but much been much, much different. I like this one better. Uh, of course, someone didn't break his arm halfway through, and then after like, oh, okay, crap. Um, this was really good. Yeah, should have been the main event. And uh, before we get into the main event, guys, I just want to throw something out here. Think about it. You said kind of like Rock Hogan, right? Yeah. And then a title match that was not as anticipated had to follow it, right? Uh-huh. Which WrestleMania was that? 18. Which Wrestle Kingdom was this? 18. Isn't that kind of weird? A little bit. Um, a big coincidence. Yeah. That's a weird coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, like, going into before the main event, I was like, this is the loudest I've ever heard a Wrestle Kingdom, a, a Tokyo Dome for uh you know danielson they're doing the yes chance oh yeah no he's big and over there. it's just like this is the loudest i've ever heard but then naito came out and i'm like oh never mind there goes the <laughs> yeah naito is by far the most over wrestler in that company mm-hmm. and has for years they fucking love naito mm-hmm. um but for the uh Main event, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Naito 
defeating mm-hmm. Sonata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Boo. Yeah, go ahead, Corey. What do you yeah, think? I, Surprise? I know. No, Sonata. Uh, he just. He's talented. He's a good, a really good wrestler. And he, I won't say he doesn't have charisma, but he's got the kind of stilted charisma that doesn't, I mean, it's not like the Naito charisma or the Hogan, you know, it's, it's more of a subtle, uh, detached, cool charisma that just doesn't translate to the big time, the, the world title picture. So, no, uh, I will say this, the match was better than I thought it'd be. Yeah, it was. Uh, I gave it four and a quarter. Uh, the right guy won. And you send the crowd home incredibly happy. You can't argue with that. Uh, one of the cool spots, I, I enjoyed this match from, uh, you know, not seeing a, a lot of Sonata's reign. Um, but was it was one. Th- yeah. One of the cool things is they did the, you know, Destino spot where they kind of messed up. Yeah. And, they act like they did the pro thing of like, okay, punch me, you know, yep. throw punches instead of going straight back to the destino spot. Exactly. And I was just two like, pro- see, yeah, two pros. And it's just like, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have done. Willow Nightingale and Chris Stanlander. Yes. Two, two disciples of the great Buddha, by the way. So. Mm. Well, that makes sense. Why, uh, um, they were able to, uh, you know, not, and like they even saved the spot too of like, oh yeah. crap. Uh, you know, they didn't follow the ground, you know, they, and then even the announcers played off like Sonata's working in a shoulder injury, the entire match. And like his shoulder gave out. That's why he couldn't fully, you know, lift him up or, you know, and just gave way. That's where good, that's where good announcing helps good wrestling yeah yeah you need but, that overall um, hell of a show I'm, I'm glad i stayed up yeah i kind of wish i did but uh well know. if i remembered even if you couldn't if i remembered to give you the login shit before that would have helped yeah um I, but I've i been l- try- i you know i've been meaning to give you that for two months <laughs> <laughs> yeah that checks out <laughs> How, when did this when did the show start and end uh for me it started the the pre-show with the rumble started at 10 30 and the main show started at like 11 30 and ended around four well so yeah i i i could have made it work if uh <laughs> if i knew uh but i was I, I did, I, yeah i did check oh, next what? year what's that movable I was just going back through Jeff's messages and he said that uh, he's not saying Naito is Hogan at 86, but hot damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Naito got a huge pop. <laughs> the lights um, were not too. Yeah, lights were not too bright for that. Um, I do know I did check next year's um, kingdom and I want to say it is. On the, it should be, it's on the f- Saturday, so Friday night. We should, make an ad- we should make an ad of it. Yeah, I think we should. Russell Kingdom 19. 
Yep. And I'll just take like the following days off so I can, you know, maybe heal. might be uh, back. Right. You never know what's going on. He, he might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. it was, but it was all in all, I enjoyed, I, it was worth it. I think, um, it was fun. I, I, it's one of those things rewatching it, just watching the night. I'm like, God, this is different than what AW and different from, um, you know, WWE for sure. But it's just like, this was just fun to watch overall. Yeah. I had a good it's time. A, it's a breezy watch with good wrestling. I yeah. will say this, they're not all the way back, but they're so far better off than they were during the pandemic when it was really hard to watch New Japan or any Japan because they would do the, I don't know what was worse, empty buildings or with Japan protocol, they could have like sporadic fans, but they weren't allowed to vocally make noise. They could only clap during the pandemic. Yeah. Those shows were tough to watch. Because you never know what's really hot or getting over. Because all they can do is fucking clap their hands. And you're like, uh, the wrestlers hated it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but this was all in all, it was a good show. I'm really happy. Like I, I'm like really happy. I was able to watch it. Like just but, like, all right, I'm gonna watch this. I was thinking about something for you guys because Jeff, obviously, we talked about he got to see his number one and two wrestler of all time. Have Have your guys' number one and two ever wrestled? Yes. Uh, I can tell you mine have. It was in 95. It was either a Saturday night or a worldwide taping. But Macho Man did wrestle Lord Stephen Regal. How was that? Well, because it was a Saturday night or worldwide taping it wasn't like an incredibly long match it was pretty much a, a squash for savage not to say regal didn't get anything in but i mean there was no doubt who was winning and it probably went four to six minutes and savage won with the elbow uh yeah the closest i ever got was uh was it the first collision where punk and sting were in that eight-man tag together for six-man tag or something that was a, that was a dynamite that's as close as i ever got yeah, that's pretty cool though. So, so original Joe's top ten, uh, Michaels and Taker. So yes, they did. Uh, yeah, we made um, well, once or twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. New, new, yeah. new top ten right now. Uh, it's still Sean, but Danielson's number two. Yeah, they never got that. That would have been wild. Let me ask you guys a question. I was thinking about this the other day with Danielson. What is the one match that you – and I'm only given two options because most of the smart fans give these two, so it may not be your dream match, Mike. But if you can go back and get one of these, which one would it be? It's either Danielson versus Angle or Danielson versus Bret Hart. Uh, I have a different match. Well, I knew you would. What well, is- no, uh, I love Bret, uh, but Danielson versus Benoit. Oh, God damn. I never thought about that. Yeah, that one, too. Fuck. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that is what I would have picked. Can I pick a four-way with all four of them? Uh, only if you get a five, I get Bruce in there. God. Well, you know, Bruce is the superior worker. <laughs> <for all five. laughs> but no, I guess of those two, uh, honestly, Brett versus Danielson, because those two, um, I mean, Danielson a little less, 
because uh, he works a little more slug than Brett did. But yeah, they don't believe in just hitting your opponent as hard as you can. Like they make it look like they hit their opponent as hard as they can. <laughs> yeah, from what I've understood, sometimes Angle, maybe by not meaning to, just did hit you as hard as he fucking could. Yeah, very much so. Very just like sort of like a. Oh my god, I just forgot his name. Jack get, Swagger. Like he, he didn't understand his strength. I get the feeling Angle just got excited sometimes and there was just no way to way of getting around it. Like, oh, he's amped. He's at that level. Shit. Although, can you imagine like prime Danielson versus prime hardcore Holly? That would yeah. that would hurt. It would hurt. That would hurt. <laughs> I got I an idea. <laughs> So real quickly, uh, let's just, let's just hit the main parts of New Year Dash for for everybody. So, yeah. fucking the whole point of the card is it's nobody knows mystery vortex. Nobody knows the matches except for that King of Pro Wrestling title match. So fucking ass man Rusuke Taguchi comes out and then Hiromu or then uh, Tanahashi hit music hits, and he Taguchi wants a TV title match. He gets it. Tanahashi beats him. No big deal. But then. The lights go out and the video comes on and it's Matt Riddle challenging fucking Tanahashi for the TV tab. And Tanahashi's sitting on the ring watching it. And then he's like, anytime, anywhere, wherever. Of course, I have no idea who you are and I'll have to go do some research. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. I have no idea who you are. I saw those memes with the uh, um, from Avengers Endgame. I don't even know, you, you took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, like you said, the King of Pro Wrestling title, uh, Taiji Ishimori wins in that. I like how they set up the match where all four of them in the back were bragging about how fast they could beat the others. And then Yano's like, yep. why don't we just do a 10-minute match and whoever wins, wins. And uh, Ishimori gets the win. I, be- I, I, I like that. was fun. I like the scramble like because Ishimori just... Uh, he steals the win from uh uh Khan and just runs around and like I like how Khan tries to go after everybody else, but like they're all dead weight. Yeah. It's like god damn it. Uh that was fun. And then the main event was um an eight man tag with TMDK, Zach Saber Jr., Mikey Nichols, Shane Haston, Ichiban Sweet Boy, Kosei Fujita. Um, I love that gimmick. Uh, they come out and then they're they're taking on. So Ishii comes out, and then Moxley comes out, and they're like, "Who the hell?" And then Okada comes out. They're like, "Well, who?" And they don't know. They're, they're playing. You know. And then Danielson's music hits, and the I can't remember the name of the little gymnasium they're in, but that place goes crazy. And um, <clears throat> we're talking about a fucking all-star team, and they take on it's the Samita City Gymnasium. Yeah, and then, but this is what I love about New Japan Pro Wrestling. TMDK wins. <coughs> yeah. Uh, setting up a whole bunch of cool shit for this year. I get a feeling they're they're going to get pushed big time. Or you're going to see, I wouldn't be surprised if Haste and Nichols win the tag belts at some point. Because they, they kept, they kept, kept they kept the announcers kept saying how the uh, TMDK is maybe one of the greatest tag teams in New Japan that has never won the title, and they kept saying that both nights. Oh yeah, 
I mean, that's a really good team. I mean, we uh, they were what TM six one in NXT. But uh, Nick, I think Nichols kept getting hurt, so they just did nothing with them because of. He got hurt and left, and then they shoved haste into the fucking uh, what do you call it? Uh, that terrible retribution gimmick. Yeah. Uh, he was one of those. I don't. Remember, I can't remember their fucking names, but he was one of those guys. Terrible. Um, and then was, Zach it, like, said, was it T Bar? Is that one T-Bar? was T Bar? That was Nijack. Well, who was? Uh, T bar and oh, it was terrible. Uh, I can I can tell you right now. Uh, you had T bar, reckoning, retaliation, Mace, and Slapjack. Was he Mace? He was Slapjack. He was Slapjack. So yeah, he was Slapjack. It was terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. the old announcer that went back to wrestling was uh, Mace, yeah, who is now Marseille. He was part of the. But uh, Corey, another thing that came out of uh, New Year's Dash is the United Empire taking on the Bullet Club in a cage match, and it's the first cage match in like 20 years for New Japan. Yeah. First cage match in about 20 years for New Japan. The last one was in an empty arena. They don't do cage matches in Japan. I mean, it's a rarity. Um, and yeah, this. I mean, this fucking broke down. Did you watch this match? Yeah. I mean, this thing fucking broke down. Everybody's bleeding like stuck pigs, brawling all over the fucking arena. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be weird with all 10 men in one ring in a fucking cage. <laughs> It'd be much room to move. But uh, looking forward to it. So, Corey, yeah. like I have a question. That's so, like, A, why don't they do cage matches? And B, so what is the match that they build to for like blood feuds? You know, I I don't know the answer to the first part. I don't know why they don't do cage matches often in Japan. It's just it's just not a thing over there. They've done them, but super rare. Um, and most blood feuds are just finished in a kind of just a hard hitting death match kind of thing. Not and not death matches and weapons, although you can use them. Kind of a hybrid of a Texas death match and last man standing, although that's not the gimmick. They don't count you. It's just that you fucking fight until one of you has decisively won. And that's kind of it. And even those don't happen too often these days. They just kind of finish it in matches. And one guy was superior and moves on and the other guy didn't. That's how they kind of do it. I'm looking forward to it though, because like I said, cage matches—that's that's a rarity. Yeah, especially when it's gonna be a ten-man t- a cage. <laughs> yeah, just everybody beating the fuck out of each other. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. Overall, it was a, a very fun New Japan experience. So I might try to see what I can do to get more in more in my veins because that was fun to do. As soon as they release the card for the first New Beginning show, which is like January 20th, uh, we'll break it down and see what it has to offer. My yeah. guess is that Tamatanga is going to lose the open wick title on that show. That's my guess. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. uh, but uh, what else is going to happen? I'm not sure. Um, we also had homework um, from one Mr. Corey. Yes. 
And it was the best WWE title matches at the Royal Rumble. I mean, I'll go. I'll give you my first pick because I think it's probably going to be most of ours first pick, and that's Triple H and Cactus Jack at the 2000 Rumble. Yep. And oh that's yeah. Pretty, that's the gold standard. Uh, I mean, truth be told, I had four pretty clear winners. It was a pretty easy list to make, and so then I had a I had one honorable mention. All right. Uh, All right. Wait, wait. Uh, so you went with Triple H Cactus, so I'm going to go with my next one then. So I'm going to go Rock versus Mankind. From 99, yeah. It's yeah. Definitely memorable. Um, except for, I don't think Foley remembers much of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but memorable. Uh, Joe, what you got? Um, I got Cena and uh, Lesnar and Rollins in 2015. That was my number two. That, that was a pretty good four three way. Kind of, it opened up Rollins for people to take him more seriously too, as a world yeah. title. He wasn't quite over the hurdle yet until that match, and then it was like, all right, he's a main event dude. That's a good match. Um, I'll go. You see, we did two thousand, we did ninety nine. I'll go ninety eight. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels casket match where Shawn hurts his back. Yeah, that was on mine as well. Uh, that was not. I actually don't like that match. Oh, really? No. Okay. Uh, so we've said three of my four. My fourth one um, was Cena versus Umaga in the last Man Standing match. Yep, 2007. Yep, that was, that was next on mine. Talk about a fucking great match. Um, I also had... Uh, Cena and Styles on mine. Yep, 17. 17. That's a fucking great one, too. Um, <clears throat> here's where I struggled a little bit. Come, uh, but then I thought, oh, never mind. Uh, 2003 WWE title match. Uh, Angle Benoit. That was my honorable mention. That's the that's number five for me. Yep. And, uh, my, uh, uh, my fifth one was uh, 96. Taker and Hart. Oh, it's terrible. I love it. <laughs> That's that terrible one where we almost died with Jeff doing the play-by-play. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, see, my honorable, this is a real, like, honorable mention because it's not a great match. But for a moment and in an overall package, it's phenomenal. And that's Ultimate Warrior and Sergeant Slaughter from 91. Where fucking out of nowhere, at the height of the fucking Gulf War, Sergeant Slaughter wins the title from the fucking unstoppable warrior because Savage brains him with his fucking scepter and kills him dead. Um, It's not a great match, but the atmosphere and the, the, the way the angle played out is fantastic. Um, so that's like my deep cut on the yeah. one. Uh, so I will say that, so I had rock mankind, triple H cactus and Cena Umaga is locked in. And today yep. I rewatched the triple threat and angle versus Benoit. That's why I went with the triple threat over it. Yeah. Uh, but if you want another, one more deep cut for me, which 
was close, but not quite as good as the others, was Brett versus Razor from 93. That was my, see, after 91, that was going to be my other real deep cut. Yeah. It's a lot better than people give it credit for being. Now, I will say, going through this, now there is, it could be a fun list. Actually, I might just pick that list. I don't know. Probably not. But there is some real shit matches on this list. I'm not going to, but there is some real shit matches on this list, though, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, you could definitely do a worse WWE title match. Just humble history, too. Uh. Taker and Brett, or yeah, from '96 would be on that match. That's fucking terrible, Joe. <laughs> oh, it's just a, it's just a key to my heart because of the fact that Jeff put us almost asleep. So, oh, oh my god. god, I've never seen Joe almost just bitch slap a person. Like I, about halfway through the breakdown, I he he looked like he just wanted to fucking backhand Jeff. <laughs> uh, Miz versus Orton. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh, what about Brock Lesnar and Hardcore Holly? That's mm. uh, was Sean versus Sid good? I don't remember. No, but no. mostly because Sean legit was like sick with like a hundred and two degree temperature, and it was not very like so. Sean's not at his absolute peak, and Sid ain't gonna carry a match, so. Gas bombs <laughs> like, there. I know, like the crowd for whatever reason just like turned Sid into Hulk Hogan that night. But well, that was actually Survivor Series where Sid wins in New York. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, that's right. Was San Antonio, so it's Sean's hometown, and he gets the a boyhood dream. Home, but yep. he's fucking sick of shit, and it ain't a great match. So, so who's next to pick a gimmick? Mr. Booble is. Uh. I like Corey's idea, so I'm going to stick with a Rumble theme. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go your top four, number seven interest, and I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to research. <laughs> I, that's a lot of research, my dude. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually going your Mount Rushmore of Rumble moments from the actual match. Okay. Oh. All right. There's tons to pick them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, there oh. is. All right. This got- one, like, I. I think the title matches, like, because we all pretty much had pretty close to the same list. Those are pretty, like, there's yep. a pretty high level there. This one is very subjective, kind of like the Nitro thing. It's very subjective. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. I mean, I've already got my number one, so this will, this will be fun. I think I got my number one already, and it's just, it's uh, how to put it. <laughs> so. This will be cool. Yeah. So, again, you guys want to get your tickets now, for, uh, and the winner is for Power Pro Wrestling. Go to uh, powerprowrestling.com or the Eventbrite and look for Power Pro Wrestling. Or you can go to nocellentertainment.com where you can find the tickets for POW and everything that we do for you. You can find us all on the social medias, on the Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and the NoCell Discord. Hey, you Joe. can listen to it. Yo. Real quick, before you finish, <clears throat> I was supposed to go over WCW 94. Oh, my bad. Let's go there. I'm going to do this real quick. Okay. Talk about a tale of two companies. Okay? You start off the year with the hottest feud, title feud being Flair versus Vader. And you end the year with the big world title feud being Hulk Hogan versus Brutus Beefcake. Hmm. Hmm. 
And you can tell it's a tonal shift as soon as Hogan shows up. Early WCW 94 is like hardcore matches and just really good wrestling. Uh, you've got, you know, Cactus Jack and Max Payne against the Nasties and shit like that. But you've also got Flair, Vader, Sting, Rude, Austin and Rhodes, Pillman and Johnny B. Battle and Regal all killing it with really good wrestling matches. And then Hogan comes in and Austin's replaced by Duggan as U.S. champion. And Tough guy. the tag titles are in complete fucking disarray. Hogan's feuding with Beefcake and Earth an earthquake Vader's feuding for the U S title for no reason. Uh, sting hardly wrestles on pay-per-view after fucking Hogan shows up. He's not on bash at the beach. He's not on Halloween havoc. The two big shows of the year. He's, he's nowhere to be found. It's nowhere. And I found out later on, they did that on purpose because he was out popping Hogan in arenas because people didn't like Hogan being there. So they don't even utilize their biggest star for the last half of the year. Hmm. Was, uh, he was an earthquake, right? Was he shark? Avalanche. Avalanche. Fuck Christ. Then Avalanche. Become... Yeah, no, it's bad. It's, it starts off great, ends up bad. <clears throat> so that's, that's pretty much the tale of WCW 94. Hmm. Okay. And you're doing uh, 2004. ECW? Oh, 2004. And then ECW 98, yeah. Oh, okay. So next week we'll have a... Uh, well, if I'm... Uh, I might not be done with all of 2004 by next week. There's a fucking... <laughs> that's, that's the first year they were like, hey, wait a minute, we can do more than one pay-per-view a month. <laughs> there was like 16 shows. Like, goddamn. We'll, we'll check on you next week. How about that? And see how you're doing. Yeah. yeah. When, when he's through August. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. And I've got the whole Eugene thing to get through this year. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> My God. But, again, get your tickets now for Power Pro Wrestling. Go to nocellentertainment.com. All of our social medias. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 